This is the Edinburgh Reporter podcast and this morning I'm with Sarah Thompson. Sarah, we are in a very lovely light room in Leith at the back of Ocean Terminal, or indeed is this the front of Ocean Terminal? Perhaps it is because we're looking right out over Britannia and you ran something called the Leith Collective, which I think is a name people know, but they possibly don't really know what it is. So going to ask you first, what's Leith Collective? Well, the Leith Collective um, started off very small. Only a few makers and artists were, were involved in the collective and it grew very quickly. And the need for something more sustainable and retail came to light as we started to grow. So it's now grown arms and legs. We have now um, currently over 155 makers. We've got two shops, we've got one in Ocean Terminal, we've got one in St Enix. Um, the one in Leith is our biggest store, it's our flagship store. Basically, we have evolved into something that's kind of changed retail, which is brilliant. People come in and they just, they, they love the idea that they're shopping, they're getting something nice and it's morally nice at the same time, so it makes you feel good. Tell me a little bit then about the, the, the moral side of it, the sustainability side of it, because um, the, everything in this shop is made by a craftsperson. And, and there we doing a little bit of upcycling. I'm spotting a, a dressing table in the corner that I, I think I can remember from my very young years, seeing in, in uh, yes. maybe in my granny's house, if not in our house. It's uh, and it looks like to me as if it's been upcycled. So, have you got all of those things in here? So yes, you're right. There's a lot of upcycling goes on in here. Actually, beside you, there's an old television. Well, it used to be an old television. It's now been turned into a drinks cabinet that lights up. Um, I think it's from the 1960s. There's everything in here. We have a policy that we have no single-use plastic whatsoever. So we've managed to educate every single maker and artist and upcycler that's come in here to package things differently. We've looked at barcoding, we've looked at stickers, we've looked at sellotape, we've looked at packaging, bags, bubble wrap, you name it. There is no single-use plastic in this shop anywhere. Um, and if there is plastic in the shop, it's been reused or repurposed and it's something that can be used more on more than one occasion. But yes, a lot of the items in here are basically from landfill or would have went to landfill and are now being changed into something else that you can actually use every day. And are all your makers um, here in Edinburgh? Do they all live here in Edinburgh or are they from all over? We've got makers from everywhere. We've got makers from as far down as Dunfries. We've got makers from way up north. We've got makers that post us stock. We've got makers that can come in, um, which brings me to in the shop pretty much every day you will meet a maker in the shop because we run a scheme where you can come and work. You can less lessen your commission for, for okay. to sell your stock and you can work in the shop. Basically, okay. it works out about a day a month, but so then you get to meet your customers. I was just going to say, so they can come in and meet meet people that they're selling to or even get commissioned by people or whatever and have a chat with them that's that's a great idea where did it all start from was it you who started it yeah it's it basically it evolved from um i'm a photographer myself and so i'm a creative myself and i realized how difficult it was to be able to 
to come into the creative sector and actually be sustainable in terms of making money and stay in the creative sector. So, you know, it, it's, it started, it evolved organically. It wasn't a plan, but it's come about because of the need for it. Basically, there is a need for sustainable shopping and, you know, the, the climate does need this. Yeah, people are much more aware of it. And what about your photography then? Has that gone by the by or are you still able to indulge in picking up a camera now and then? I do, I do. And honestly, I pretty much do a lot of the photography for the shop still because I like doing it. Um, I would not do it. I like doing it. And um, when I've got spare time, I do. So what's your thing then for in photography? What uh, kind of photographs do you like taking? I guess my, my first love was documentary photography and I always wanted to get into journalism, but then the shop came, so now I do stock photography and um, environmental portraits in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, Sarah, you're here, you're in the shop, you're busy, you've got loads to do. And then this new exciting news came that you're now ahead of UN uh, COP20, the UN Climate Summit COP26 you're now going to be an ambassador, so do you have enough to do anyway? I actually could believe it when I got the email and the phone call and the Zoom call, I actually couldn't believe any of it. Um, I think the most exciting part of this whole thing is is actually getting recognition um, for trying to, to make a change. And even, even though it might be a small change in, in the grand scheme of things and in the UK, it is, it is a change. And, all the makers and artists in here, that's over 150 people that are, can now change their packaging and they'll take that forward to more shops and online and it will become bigger because they will spread the word to more people. And so by being an ambassador, I'm hoping that that's what I can do is by being something small, I can start something and it will sort of snowball, be the domino effect where people talk and say, oh, she can do it in Edinburgh, I can do it in Fife and I can do it somewhere else. And, it'll then start to become something bigger if we all just actually look at it in a, in, in a better light. And, and so what's it going to mean that you have to do? I mean, do you have to go and give talks to people or, you know, in the less than 100, 100 days now to COP26, what's it going to mean you have to actually do? So in the days running up to the actual event itself, I'll get to go and give some talks to some businesses about how they can look at recycling or reusing things perhaps in the retail sector. So I know that, for example, in St Enix, I'm going to go and talk to the tenants along with um, Glasgow City Chamber, and we're going to look at a way that we can evolve a group with all the tenants in St Enix where, say, if, if one store is, is throwing a, a stand out, they can put an alert out to all the other shops in the centre and say, we're throwing this out, can anybody reuse it? And that in itself is huge because the waste in retail is massive. Well, I think that one of the things that anybody going to a big shopping centre like Ocean Terminal here, like St Enoch, it's the cardboard packaging and the plastic and everything else. So is even cardboard bad and can cardboard be reused somehow? Cardboard, you know, we reuse cardboard because we can. We can fold them down and if somebody bought a, a lamp from us, we would just go and get the cardboard box that's been donated in and we can fold it back up. And I'm hoping that possibly other shops can learn to do that too. Because sometimes I know that I don't want a plastic bag when I go into a shop, but if I saw a cardboard box, I would say, oh, can I have the box? I'm just going to carry it out. 
and I can get more stuff in a box. And will you also um, get the opportunity to go to COP26 and meet all these world leaders, uh, like, you know, from Joe Biden backwards? I'm hoping to be able to go. I think COVID allowing, I think, yes, I think myself and the other ambassadors that were picked, I think we will be going, hopefully. And of course, one of the things that um, has come out of this is that they're looking for another 13 ambassadors. You're one of the first 13, which is an amazing accolade in itself, but they are looking for another 13 people and they're looking for people to be nominated. Um, so have you got any people you're going to nominate? Or are you not allowed to say? I can't say, but what I can say is everybody please nominate somebody because I know that it doesn't matter how small the thing is that you think you're doing, it's actually leading to a bigger thing. And if we all can work together, this is going to be amazing. And please, please go online and nominate the person next door or the person that's running the toddler group or whatever they're doing, because it's an amazing thing to happen, especially in Scotland. And um, you know, coming back to Leith Collective, um, how can, apart from coming in and buying stuff here, how can people get involved with Leith Collective and what can they do to help you? In the Leith Collective, we've got many schemes. You can come in as a maker or an upcycler, that's not a problem. We are going to start up our workshops again now that COVID and the restrictions are, are lessening. So you can come and learn how to be an upcycler or a maker. You can also volunteer in the shop. You don't have to be a maker or sell anything in the shop to volunteer. And we've started a, an employment scheme where if you have a learning difficulty or mental health and you want to come in and be trained up, you can be trained up, you get a qualification at the end, and we would hopefully try and employ, say, 10 people a year, a day a week, to work in the shop through the scheme. So I guess then that's the six million dollar question where does the money come from to keep Leith Collective going? Well basically we just worked really hard. We, we've we've only ever been given one amount of funding and that was through the end of Covid. We've, we've self-funded everything and the reason that we're still here is because we have amazing customers that come in and buy things in here and that's that's why we're alive it's because of our customers and because we have seriously talented upcyclers that are making things that people would like in their home. What's your one message to people um, thinking about COP26 and thinking about maybe people's own lives? What's the one thing they could do that would help ahead of, well, in, in these days of climate emergency? I think the one thing that everybody can do is just be more mindful of when they go to the shop do I need to buy this? Does it need to be in a package? Do I need that bag? Can I use a cardboard box? These things are really, really simple. Easy, easily changed. Great. Sarah Thompson, thank you so much for being our guest today. so much for listening to the Edinburgh Report. Listen out for more episodes coming soon and make sure you don't miss any by hitting the subscribe button now. This is one of the platforms where we can help advertise your business to our listeners. Would you like to know more about that? Then email editor at theedinburghreporter.co.uk and remember you can subscribe to have our monthly newspaper delivered to you direct. Sign up today on our website 
www.theedinburghreporter.co.uk.